Welcome back to the 18th <laughs> ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour. We hope your Sunday morning is going super well. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful guest with us today, Macy. Graham. Graham. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks yes. so much Welcome, for hosting me. Thank you. Huge fan thank you. of everything you do. I know. I, mean, I got my first credit card because of you. <laughs> there we go. So couldn't thank you more. You're and welcome. Macy, of course, as well. Ah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We have made an astounding four thousand. $381. Gosh, it's up to four grand already. Yeah. You wow. guys are catching up to me. Yeah, I know. Are we? Yes. Wow. How much have you made so far? Let me see. What's your total? You guys got monetized way faster than Wait, I did. Though. We got monetized in 24 hours. It was amazing. I waited almost yeah. five weeks. One second. So I've made $5,385. There we go. We're catching up. Yes. And then... Let me see. I don't know how to work the app one for this stuff quite as much. Um, $10. $10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not bad. $10 my, is still that's decent. Good. Yeah, that's my very highest good. CPM is in Australia, of all places. So Mine too, I yeah. thought. I think yeah. Australia is just one of those places where yeah. they pay like two times. They're doing well. Else. They're kicking in Australia. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, they are. Yeah. Crazy enough. Our podcast has a CPM of just under $20. Wow. And I think the only reason why it has such a high CPM is because you. I think just having you in the, in the name. <laughs> I boost CPMs. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think that's the case. So, But Andrew Hales said that. Doing like investing topics. The video that I did with him. Yeah. Yeah. High, that did. high CPM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you know, guys, just put Graham Stefan in the title of all of your videos, oh, even gosh. if I'm not in it. Yeah, it doesn't just have to be about him. Graham Stefan. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have actually been making $60.85 every day on cool. average cool. for the past 28 days of the podcast. Nice. Which is very interesting because previously for the for the last 28 days, a week ago, it was 58.74, mm. two extra dollars. Cool. And then 52, and then 44, 42, and then 30. So what are you guys going to do with the two extra dollars? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I think Jack is going to lead us into options trading because he wants to teach us how to trade options. So this is a crash course on options, on okay. options trading. Cool. And I know that you're somewhat familiar with mm-hmm. options trading. Macy? How much do you know? Um, I know that if I were to do options trading, I would be gambling. That there's no point for me before. What? Yeah. <laughs> I I know that there would be no point for me before, obviously, this wonderful course that you were providing us for free to do it because I might as well just take that money to Vegas because that's how unknowledgeable I am. I don't think I'm going to teach you how to options trade, but I will teach you what exactly it is. So because people have been requesting me to explain what exactly options trading is, I'm just going to go straight into that. Okay. (laughs) To me, this is like the blind leading the blind. No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) By the way, guys. (laughs) Seriously. I'm open-minded. I'm going to be learning as I'm explaining it. (laughs) I'll just put on a YouTube video how to trade options and just play it into the mic. He's going to look up Wikipedia, Investopedia, and just read it off to us. (laughs) Well, I'm open-minded. I, I'll, I'm down to learn from okay, it. It'll make it, a good I video. Mean, to be honest, the way that I've been learning options trading is just amongst me and my friends. We just kind of teach each other as we go. So our vocabulary is not what it's probably typically coined as. Like in options trading, we kind of assign our own names for things. So it might get a little confusing there. 
But uh, <laughs> this will be a great title. This is going to be even yeah. worse than my investment portfolio because people are getting upset at me for saying things like I trusted this stock to do well long term. I trusted that this company was going to do well, and people got upset at me for getting too emotional by that. Mm. So with you making up your own terms, <laughs> I can only imagine what the comments are going to be on this. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. we have kind of <laughs> okay. relatively the right terms, but what? What? Ramsey. Okay. <laughs> so uh, why don't we just start here? What is options trading for anyone who's not aware of what options trading is? Okay, in every Explain single this. options trade, you have two groups of people, the buyers and the sellers of the options. In options trading, you have two categories. You have calls and you have puts. Well, let's explain this. What is an option trade? I want you to explain this. One option is a contract between two people that gives the parties the option to either buy or sell 100 shares of an agreed-upon stock at a specified date in the future at a specified price. Does that make any sense to you, Mace? Yeah, so it's kind of like one saying, oh, well, I think it's going to be this, and one saying, okay, well, I think it's going to be under, over, something. It's, I have it's the over, concept. under, kind of. Yes. Is, is so what it, what it is, is, if Jack has this stock, it's worth $20 right now, I could say, Jack, I'm going to pay you $1 for the right to buy this at $20 in a year from now. Mm-hmm. So if this $20 goes up in value and now it's worth 50 then I paid $1 to buy this at 20 when it's worth 50 So I make money. But if it's worth less than $20 in a year from now, but I pay Jack a dollar, I could say, you know what? I gave you my dollar for the option. I'm not going to use my option. You get to keep the $20. I'm going to lose my dollar, but at least I'm not losing 20 Exactly. That's what it is. And if it goes up to 50, <clears throat> you make $29 uh-huh. because you paid the dollar premium, which offsets the $30 revenue that you'd make between the difference of 20 and right. 50. But I make $1 profit. Yes. So it's kind of good for the both of us. And that's essentially what options trading is, but it gets a little more confusing when you get in terms of calls and puts because in every option trade, every contract is not one stock. A contract will consist of 100 shares of a stock. So basically, your profits and losses are multiplied by 100. So if a stock goes above, you know, if it goes up $1, when you're betting that it would go down, you could be losing 100 times that $1 for every dollar it goes up or down. It's it's a great idea for beginners to do, to do this. Yes, precisely. I'm 10 for 10, and I am a complete beginner. Okay. The last two trades I did, I made tw- 22% profit and 20% profit. Didn't you tell me that you were maybe going to lose one? I did tell you that. And that's because I bought an option. So you're not counting that in the statistic? I, or I you am, are? but I, the option is not, um, it has not expired yet. So this is like, I haven't lost money until I sell. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Yes, technically. But it could very well be in the green. And if it goes sure. in the green by one penny, you you know I'm going to exercise. I'm, I'm going to sell that option because okay. I don't want to ruin my What's record. your total profit so far trading options? $430. Over how long? Uh, it's been a few months now. Three few months, months, maybe. A few months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions so far? Options trading. Why? Why? Why options trade and not just invest like uh, like I recommend? Because if you options trade, you have a lot more choices, right? You you have more options. If you're buying options, you have assessed risk, so you know exactly how much the maximum amount amount you can lose is. 
But if you're selling options, you have a guaranteed amount of money that you're getting, which is the premium, which is, yeah, it, yes. I like that a lot. So I think so, what would yeah. be the most helpful thing would be to explain the difference between calls and puts. Okay. So what you're saying is if I'm buying options, I could 100x my money basically. Yes. And if I'm selling options, then I'm getting some income for stocks that I wasn't planning to sell exactly. anyway, unless that option uh, strikes. Exactly. Okay. So to explain calls and puts, Graham, do you know, you know what calls and puts are, correct? Mm. So Macy, just inter- interrupt me if this gets confusing to you at all. Okay. So on the side of calls, you have a seller and you have a buyer. The seller of a call will basically say that Say I have 100 shares of a random stock, let's say Skechers, okay? I have 100 shares of Skechers, and my average cost was $30. Say I think that Skechers will likely go down a little bit or it will remain the same, maybe go up a little bit, but it won't skyrocket, okay? Say I don't think Skechers will be at $35 45 days from now, okay? I don't think it will. I think it could be at $32. So I sell a call. I set this limit. A strike price is what it's called at $35 because I don't think it will hit that. Strike price is actual term or that's one you've made that's up? That's the actual term. Okay. So that's the the price, the cost of a stock where the the contract is exercised. Okay? Got it. Where so it you're actually essentially valid. saying, so then somebody would look at that and say, okay, it's $32. Well, <clears> I think <throat> it's going to go up to 35 and they would pay you 32 er- Well, they would think that it would have to go above <clears throat> 35 to actually have some value. Right. Right. So if I'm paying Jack a dollar... I, for that contract, then it goes to 36 and it break even. Mm-hmm. Anything above 36, I make money. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. So that would be selling and buying calls. Okay. The exact opposite would be selling and buying puts. Okay. So if you're buying a call, you hope the stock goes up, right? Because you're paying to have a reserved price to be able to buy it at. If the stock, if the stock skyrockets and goes to $40 when you reserved a spot at 35, even if you paid a little bit of premium, you're stoked because you can make the difference between 35 and $40, of course, offset by your premium you paid initially, right? Mm -hmm. That would be buying a call. Buying a put is the exact opposite. So essentially you're reserving the right to sell someone a stock at that strike price at the given date in the future. How I got started in options trading was I was selling puts. So I was basically saying, I think this stock will go up or down. It doesn't matter, but I don't think it will go below this value. If it goes below that value, I am forced to buy it at the given strike price, that value, right? I'm forced to buy 100 shares of that stock because an option is 100 shares. Say the value is $25. I don't think the stock will go below $25. Well, if it goes to 22, I'm forced to buy 100 shares at 25. But you already own that. We're talking about selling puts. You don't have to have the underlying stock to sell a put, no. So I could sell a put on any stock that I don't own as long as I just have the cash to buy up 100 shares at Got that it. price. Okay, that's Depending on what confused. brokerage you use, yes. Okay. Yeah. So some brokerages will say you have to have the collateral. You have to have all the money to be able to pay for the option if, it's, if it goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and some brokers just don't really care. Yeah. How do they not care? How do they not? You, where does that money come from? Do you just it's delete? It's like margin. Okay, it's margin. Yeah. So you just delete the app after a while. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So that would be selling and buying puts. Got it. And I was selling puts. I was saying, I don't think this stock is going to go below this value. And it never did. 
So I was continually just making premium by selling a put and by acting as the insurer essentially is what you're doing is like, how are you making premium? Because if I sell a put and I'm, and I'm putting myself in a position to possibly be forced into buying a stock, a hundred shares of a stock at a premium price at a higher price. If I'm putting myself in that position, then someone who buys a put is paying me premium to be able to sell me the stock at a premium if the stock were to plummet. The buyer and the seller. The buyer of any option always pays the premium. The seller of any option, whether it be a call or a put, will always receive Yeah, so it's people just paying Jack the dollar to buy Skechers in the event that it drops to a certain price. At a higher price. Or a and higher they price, would profit right. the difference. So I sell a put at $25. If the stock goes down to 20 the person who bought the put would be able to buy 100 shares at $20 and immediately sell those 100 shares to me at $25. And they make $5 per share in a contract, which would be 100 shares. So it'd be $500 profit. Got it. I just don't understand on the puts <sighs> why anyone would do it. Why anyone would sell? Why? Yeah, it just, it seems like that's really risky. It's the same thing between a call and a put. It's the exact same thing. However, a call, if you're buying calls, you think it's going to go up. If you're buying puts, you think it's going to go down. You're making the difference either way. It's the exact difference between the strike price and the market value of the stock at the date of expiration for a strike. But she's saying that why why would someone do that over investing their money? I don't buy options. I think that's very risky. I sell options. So you recommend people, instead of buying stocks, they just, they sell puts. I would say... My, my current strategy is not selling puts anymore. I'm doing this thing called a short strangle, which is where I sell a put and I sell a call. Okay. (laughs) That's a real term. That's a real, that's how I made my 22 and 20% profit was on a short strangle. So basically that means if the stock at the date of expiration is within two values, Two given values, say it's $25 and $35. If it's within there, then I make the premium from selling the call and I make the premium from selling the put because I sell the call. That's the higher. You know, there is this strategy when when you're playing craps in Vegas. It's called the Iron Cross. And it's where you bet on every single option on the table. And you basically have, it's like an 85% chance of winning every single time. And people wonder, why don't you just bet on everything except for the seven? Because you have an 85% chance every single roll not to hit the seven. Well, eventually you hit the seven. So eventually also, I think you would, you, would, you would win up until the point where just one of them craps out. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, there's all the profit that I made. It's gone. But and also I'm it works most frequently. likely to roll a seven or an 11 or whatever. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to yeah. work craps. There, I don't know how yeah. it works, but there's I do well. A, there's that other strategy in Vegas that says you just continually double down. I've heard of that. So you go from a dollar to four, eight, 16, and eventually... Wasn't that what you tried to do to last time hit. we went to Vegas? Which? Last time we went to Vegas. No. You were betting, and then you said you were going to turn... That two hundred dollars oh. into a house. Yes. No. So I was joking. A hundred. I had one hundred and fifty dollars cash, and I said if I doubled it thirteen times, then I could buy the house I liked in Vegas cash. He repeated it about five times. Yeah, because in the span of an hour. It sounds easy to be like all I got to do is double it thirteen times in a row, and easy. I and I did the math. It's like zero point. It was like six zero 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 six percent chance of that ever actually hitting. 
So not good. Not so good it was chances. like no, it was like one in a billion chance. Yeah, point zero 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 one two two zero seven zero three. No, I think one, it was two, less than that. That's not. That's bad. That's a that's a fraction of a percent. It's ten. Beanies, come on. Yeah. Oh no, you you. It was one two. You have to divide it once more, because it was six. Why? Because that was twelve. Because you have to start off at one percent or half a percent. Because if you if you have a fifty yes. fifty odd of something, you start off at half a percent, fifty yeah, percent. Yeah, so that's why so, you do. I know, but if you do if you do it once more than that, like divide that by two. Grim, that's not how you work. Yeah, it, it is. Works. That that's what the number is. You put you put point five, so it's half. Your odds are always one. So something's going to happen. You put it at point five, mm-hmm. and then you raise it to the thirteenth. I think the Power. difference is. Pretty nominal between the two <laughs> values. I think it's safe to say that neither <laughs> will happen. Neither of them is going to happen. I just want to say, by the way, yeah. I, I I am going to apologize if my explanation of options was not very good. I would like to throw Graham under the bus right now <laughs> and say that when he's explaining his videos, he gets to try a lot of times, and I don't get to try a lot of times <sighs> on the podcast. Yeah. So okay, if it was fair. rough, if it was not very clean, I want to apologize. Know that I am the options master. <laughs> I know options inside and out, like the back of my hand, and I would be able to explain it if given more chances sure. to. Okay, ten for ten, everybody. Okay, four hundred dollars. So <laughs> why? Much money. But but you still didn't answer. That. Why do this? The strangle instead of just <laughs> the, the short strangle. The short strangle. Why not just invest? Why not just put your money in a few good stocks and in an index fund? Why did you choose this? I like to have more control over what I'm investing in, and. There's a formula. How, wait, wait. I swear, man. How do you There's not? How do you not have control over what you invest in if you could pick? Like, I'm investing in because Boeing there's or... assessed risk. You know exactly how much money you're putting up in options. You know exactly how much you can lose. There's there's plenty of like. There's so much more control over what you're doing. What do you mean by assessed risk? Okay, Is there so, something like the Morning Star? I think it's called Morning Star Review. What's that morning? It's the Morning Star rating of what. If stock is and what they think of it, and right. they have the whole breakdown. I don't remember the psych part of that, or if it's just called Morningstar. Is there something on there that first Let me explain risk? to you this. When you invest in stocks, your strategy is to look at the financials of the company, right? Yeah, you look at the financials. You look at the you look at the top leaders of the company. Obviously, you want to make sure that the last CEO didn't defraud his last company. Okay. And so you do that. You look at that. You look at that, you look in the news and see what they are working on, or if they've just had a major scandal, if there's been problems with this company in the past. There's a lot of things you look at. I mean, yes, but financials too. But based off of the financials of a company, you know how people say that you want to be able to buy stocks under value? Wait, so you've made $430, right? Yes. You've done 10 of these. Yes. So how much on average are you making from each option? In the beginning, a lot less, because I was a lot more conservative with my trades. (laughs) $10. No, I eight. I mean, I can pull it up, but it's a little bit more than eight and ten. I think my biggest trade thus far has been I made one hundred and thirty six dollars on a, my last trade. Short strangle. Okay, short so. strangle. <laughs> Next, so, he's going to be doing the, t- like the tall a, strangle. Say, say, no. <laughs> that sounds like a bad name of a serial killer. Uh, short, short strangle. <laughs> so is <say>, Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Say that you deem $28 as a fair price, a discounted price mm-hmm. for Skechers, okay? You can sell a put at $28 and receive premium. Say the stock goes down to 27 
and it gets put to you. And you have to buy the stock at $28 when it went down to 27. So you're losing $100 immediately off the bat. $1 is what you're losing, but multiplied times 100 because it's 100 shares. It doesn't matter to you because you view $28 as a fair price for that share because you're confident in that company. You've looked at their financials. And also, even if it did go down to $27 and you didn't want to buy it, you know, you're losing money, mm-hmm. you also have the premium to offset any loss. And in the event Skechers doesn't go down below that strike price, if it goes up, doesn't matter because you've made $200. You've made $2 per share. So you're making a lot. You're making money if it goes up without losing anything. If it goes down, yeah, it sucks because you you lose the difference between the market value of the share at the date of expiration and the strike price of the uh, of the stock. Yeah, it sucks you're losing that difference, but at the same time, you view the price that you paid for the stock as a fair price and you have the premium to offset any loss between those values. So, here's my thing with it is yes, when you're investing normally like how I do, and granted this is coming from somebody who's relatively like I don't know somewhere between beginner and intermediate I don't know I can't tell you at any expiration date this sounds fine until you get to the expiration date part for me I cannot tell you what any stock is gonna be 45 days from now that I have you may be able to kind of guess but I I may be able to say a range but I would never be able to say I know that Skechers is gonna be at $28 and then it feels like you're unnecessarily losing money here's what Jack here's here's an example for Jack end phase it's like 70 bucks. You don't think a year from now it's going to be at 30. Or let's even say five months from now, it's not going to be 30, right? Mm-hmm. So you're now betting, you're going to say, well, not bet, investing, saying, I'm going to sell a put at $30, knowing that 99% chance it's going to be above 30 and I'm just going to get free money. Because someone is going to pay me who thinks it's going to go below 30. You have that's someone that's the buying other thing, a put. Too. I knew Enphase was, and uh, here's another good one that I had. Sunrun, I always felt like was way undervalued and was worth way more than it was. It was at, I think, like $15, $14 in June when I made my stock market video. It's at 50 It's over $50 right now. And this is in the span of two months. I knew it was worth more, but I could never have told you it was going to be worth $50. And that's where I find the risk in it, is I could never tell you it's going to be at that. I knew it was valued way more, and I knew that this company had a good longevity to it, but I wouldn't be able to tell you that it doubled. Exactly. So if you think, if you're very bullish on a stock and you think that a stock is in for a big run, what you could do is buy a call. Okay. And when you buy a call, like I said, you're paying a premium. It's a premium per share. That's the max amount of money that you can lose in this transaction, in this, in this trade, in the contract, in the option. That's the max amount. Say it was $2 per share. You're losing $200 immediately. You're paying $200 to reserve the right to buy this stock Sunrun at a specified value, let's say two, three months in the future, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're losing $200, but how high did the stock go? It went to 50, but when I bought 50. it back in October, it was at 19. Right, so say you set the call at $25, okay? Then you make the difference between 25 and 50 times 100, because it's 100 shares of it. So $25 times 100, that's $2,500. I hope my math is right. You're making $2,500 off of losing $200 for paying for the contract. If you are bullish on a stock, very bullish. Like if you, if you are very confident in a stock, you can buy calls. I don't recommend it. I'm personally not someone who buys options. I like to sell them. But you could buy calls if you think a stock will skyrocket and you can buy puts if you think a stock will plummet. 
you always make the difference between the strike so price and market. How much value. could I make if if I have like sixty grand worth of Boeing? How much could I make? Because I'm let's say I have a hundred shares of Boeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that would be a hundred and something thousand dollars of Boeing. Um, how much would I make Off of selling how? selling a put? No, you'd right? if you have the stock, you'd want to sell a call, which means that. Selling calls is actually one of the the most conservative ways that you can make money. There's very low risk in selling calls mm-hmm. as long as you have the underlying stock. So what's Boeing at right now? Uh, what is it? One sixty. One sixty. Okay. Say you sell a call at one eighty. Okay. That means that you're forced to sell a hundred shares of that stock at one eighty at a specified date in the future. Sorry, you're not forced, but the person who bought the call has the option to buy it at 180. Mm. So if it goes below, they're obviously not going to buy it at 180, and if it goes above, they will buy it at 180. Right, but how much what's the premium? What can I expect on that? The premium on, on a covered call at 180? Yeah, for um, Boeing. How long in the future? I can Yeah, I can... let's yeah, let's look it up. Let's click the cameras off and on. I'm curious. All right, so yeah, 100 shares of Boeing. So when do you want to set the ex- the date of expiration? When do you want the contract to be done? Next month. Next month. So let's say October 16th. Sure. Okay. October 16th, if you're selling a call at 180, you can make $4.53 per share. So $453. And if it doesn't go to 180, you just get $453. If it goes above, then yeah, you have to sell at 180, but you're still making profit on the stock. So yeah, so I'm investing, let's say sixteen thousand three hundred dollars in Boeing to make four hundred dollars in a month. If the stock price stays below 180, yes, yeah. But also, if the stock goes to 184.53, you're breaking even because you're gaining 453 per share. Right. So if you think Boeing is going to be at basically 185 or higher by October 16th, it wouldn't be a good idea. But also, you still are going to be selling the stock for a profit, right? Because I'm sure that you bought the stock at a cheaper price. Right. You're selling it for a profit, and you're still making $453. So I got this here. It's called Options Train on Schwab. That's the Options Chain, yeah. And uh, so we're right here. Mm Mm-hmm. So 180, what is this? Bid and ask, 1650 and $17. So this would be a put and that's a call. This is the call side and that's the put side. Yeah. And then this would be the prices of selling and buying, about $465. If you did it right here at 165, you'd make 1000 basically. Mhm which is pretty cool, making $1,000 immediately. Obviously, if it goes down, you have to hold on to the stock and it will depreciate and you'll lose value that way, but you also have a $9.45 to offset any loss if it were mm. to go down. Interesting. So that's where you get the control factor in trading options. You know basically what you could lose, what you could gain. And also, when you are in a contract, this is the good part. When you're in a contract, you don't have to wait until expiration You don't have to wait because that contract is what holds the value. Mm -hmm. If you buy a call, you can sell that contract short of term. Like you can sell it before it expires. If I'm selling a put, right, which is when you hope the stock doesn't go down because then you'd be forced to buy it at a higher price. If the stock starts to go down a little bit and I'm like, whoa, I don't, I don't want to have the pot, you know, potentially buy Mm -hmm. the stock at a really high price. What I could do is I could just do this thing called buy back, which means I would um, put my contract that I had up onto the market and then people would 
by the contract away right. from me. And the short strangles, let me explain to you why they are good, why I like them. If the stock goes up and you're forced to sell 100 shares of that stock, right? Because if it's a covered call, you're forced, if it goes up, you're forced to sell at a lower price than what it is. You're going to have the premium you collect from the call and the premium you collect from the put to offset that. If it goes down and you're forced to buy from a, you know selling the put, you're forced to buy, you have the premium from the call and the put that you have to offset that. So it's just as long as it remains between two values, you have both the premium from the call and the put to offset any crazy jump if it were by any chance to go outside of this range of values that you set. You don't view options as being a quick money grab on a lot of these. I saw a lot of clearly not. I've made four hundred dollars in three months. Well, you're making that short term, but (laughs) I think that's funny. But I've seen a lot of people who have commented or have talked about their Tesla shares and how they were doing options on it when everything was going down. I've made like ten thousand off of my Tesla. I mean, putting that money there, and a lot of the people that are doing options, they made a thousand but they weren't able to hold it long enough or whatever. They didn't have the value in there for it to, I don't, I don't know. They didn't hold it long enough. They were doing these option trades for super short terms. I don't buy options. I sell them. Buying options is very risky. You can make a lot of, that's all the YOLOs on wall street bets. That's buying options. If you've ever heard of theta gang, that's like the opposite of wall street bets. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that take a lot more time in their trades at least I think I'm not very familiar with data gang. I, I peruse, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they sell options. Very, it's a smaller community, a lot smaller community. But data gang sells wall street bets. The YOLOs where you have crazy gains and crazy losses. Those are all people buying calls and puts expecting a spot stock to plummet or to skyrocket. Got it. Okay. So those are the people that are saying I options traded Tesla. Yeah. I was doing options time. on Tesla. I should have just held the, What people think of when you say you're doing options trading and they go, oh my gosh, you're gambling. Yeah, you're it's they're they're probably thinking about buying options. You know how like when you say you're doing options, like there's kind of a stigma around it, like you're doing really risky investments. You are if you're buying, in my opinion, of course, I, I may not be right, but this is what a lot of people think. If you're buying options, yeah, it's a total risk. It's a gamble. But what's the who's the person transacting with that person? Got it. They have to transact with one another. You have one person taking big risks, the gambler, and you have one person that's transacting with that person. Selling is transacting with the gambler. Buying is being the gambler, in my opinion, yeah. I still think for most people, though, it would be a gamble. I know that sounds a little bit contrarian to what you just said, but I think even myself, I would not feel comfortable doing it no matter how much I learn on all this. Because I still feel I don't know enough for it to be such a big risk. I might as well be gambling. Macy, if you want, I encourage you to look into it. I would have to know more. When I'm looking at stocks, I know specifically what I'm looking for long-term, looking for something. And when I'm talking about long-term, I mean years in the future. So I would need to look into this more. But it's definitely something I'm open to learning more about and learning. Because there's one thing to understand the concept, and then it's another thing to actually do it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I would need to know what I'm looking for when actually doing it versus just understanding the concepts. That's fair. I still, I'm not 100% certain of what I'm doing. I'm learning. <laughs> no, I'm getting, no, it's, no, it's I fine. love the honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm getting more and more sure of myself the more that I do it. Like Good. I tried day trading. I only lost money. Like I really, I had a hard time day trading. It was terrible. 
He bought Tesla. We got a... Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I posted on my Instagram. The peak. Follow my Instagram. I, the I bought it only reason, The only reason Tesla went down was because you bought it. Yeah. Elon Musk was waiting. He's like, okay, Jack bought. Sell. <laughs> Here, I'll, uh, I'll yeah. show... Um, check this out. I'll take a screenshot and just, like, throw this up. This is my Robinhood account. Okay. Right? This is a little bit of my play money. So this is when I got all the free stocks. And right. they just kind of appreciated a little mm-hmm. bit. Thank you, Graham, for using my referral link. Um, so they appreciated. I was making money. I was like, okay, that's sick. I started day trading right here. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Basically only losses. Okay. <laughs> you should tell I, us I when lost, you're buying so we sell. I lost $200 day trading, and I was extremely frustrated, to say the least. So I was like, I'm sick of waking up at 630 in the morning <laughs> to lose money <laughs> and to walk downstairs and tell my dad, yeah, we had a red day. But that's what happened. And I basically just held cash in my account for right here. Okay. okay. I was like, I'm sick and tired of losing money. Waking up at 6 a.m. I'm holding cash. Guess when I decided to just buy SPY. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. You, you your timing is terrible. Okay. So he was I, up for like a day. I realized week, yeah. it makes no sense to hold, you know, this money in my account. Right. Might as well just hold SPY. Right. right. Just get SPY because it will grow over time. I bought right here. Plummeted. And I was so, fr- I was like, what am I only losing money in my Robinhood account, right? And then I decided I'm going to start selling options. Consistent gains over time. Okay, and then right but- here, bought Tesla stock. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you started buying and started doing options. Why can't, okay. Uh, March 23rd. That was the market bottom. 7,800, yeah. options weren't really directional. They weren't really. I know, but had you just invested all of that, or just kept your investment here? That's when I bought Tesla. Eight. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So eight thousand. That was what February. What date was that? That was um, March twenty. I started doing options. It was yeah. It was like it was probably March thirtieth. So Graham said he was willing to yolo some money into the market, a thousand dollars to mm-hmm. be specific. The best way we can yolo your money, of course, would not be selling options. It would be buying options. Sure. So what do you want to do? Do you want to pick a stock that you're really bullish on? We can buy a call. Would you want to pick a stock that you're very bearish on? You think it's going to plummet? We could buy a put. Or do you want to leave it up to them to find... They're going to pick something crazy that's going to lose money. I really want to do the Snowflake IPO. I really want to buy calls on that. You don't want to ask calls. If anything, wouldn't you want to buy puts? Why? In short term? No, no, in long term puts. Or you could do short term calls. If you think, because I, I would think do short term calls. Go up yeah, I think it's going to go up for like two days. Can I do like two days? You could do a week out call probably. If they're doing I don't, I don't even, I don't even think I could do snow right now. Let's see. It's not even available on Robinhood. Yes, yeah, it's, it's too early. Some stocks don't have options. Tesla. Tesla. So always Tesla, man. Always Tesla. I probably wouldn't do that. If Why? I you. Because that's this Friday. You think Tesla's going to go above four seventy five by this Friday? What's it at right now? Four forty six. It's a thousand bucks. Let's just try it. Really? Yeah. It's at almost four fifty. So wait. Oh, so I'm only buying one contract. Worst case scenario, you could just sell the option. Oh, it's a, it's a thousand bucks. This is for content. He needs right off. You know how when we had her on the podcast yeah. last time, we titled it "Graham Makes the Riskiest Investment of His Life" because yeah. he invested in Dogecoin. What's up with her coming on the podcast and you making these? Dogecoin was stupid. At least with te- at least with <laughs> Tesla, 
At 475, I think, is is reasonable for this stuff. It's just, it's so unpredictable. Uh, okay. You don't want to maybe try 460? Actually, does Robin Hood? Yeah, they do after hours. Do it. In 2015, the TSA collected $765,000 in loose change at airport security checkpoints. That's cool. Yeah, that's like oh. three quarters of a million dollars. Where does it, who, who gets to keep it? The government. <laughs> I don't know. Really? No. No. Oh, well, that's interesting. Good, that's yeah. cool. I wonder how much loose change there is just on the streets right now in the world. How many millions of dollars do you think there are just lost? Do you think it exceeds lost? the net worth of some of our, no way, the wealthiest people? I, no. I don't think no, some of the wealthiest gosh, people, no. but I think it's probably enough to put somebody, if they got every single piece of loose change right now sitting on the streets, they probably would be, a, you know, up in the at least the 5%. Oh yeah, there's probably yeah, yeah. there's probably tens of millions of dollars out there right now, just unaccounted I for mean, or lost. Just in the TSA alone, if there's three quarters of a million dollars, yeah, just, just tens of, of millions every of dollars. Yeah, between the window and between the car, there's yeah. at least like a dollar. Right? Yeah, it's a I'm, good place to check for loose change. Yeah, I'm but, one of those people yeah. that will grab loose change off of a sidewalk any day. That's I good. always grab it. Mm-hmm. It's good, and then it sits in my wallet and it makes my wallet too heavy. <laughs> do you do the same? Pick up loose change. Yeah. I used to. I don't. I don't anymore. I don't. I don't leave the house very often to the point where I would see loose change. Is it? Is it a, like if you saw a quarter, would you pick it up? Yes. That's a that's a coffee. Yeah, quarter I up. would. Pennies I don't pick up anymore. Yeah. Nickels I, mean, I don't pick up. Dimes I would think about it. <laughs> your time is worth more. Like um, you sit there pondering. <laughs> you should pick it up or not. You've already. And lost after five mine. seconds, it's like, well, yeah. I've already lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't do coin discrimination. I'll grab any coin. It's a penny. A penny. It's a half a penny. I don't know. Bad Whatever. luck if the penny's face down, though. Yeah. And also, it's not very That sanitary. explains a lot of my life, then. Because no. uh, I picked up pennies regardless if they were face down or not. Yep. Mm. I found some really interesting thought-provoking questions online, and I'd just like to hear you guys' opinions on it. When was the last time you tried something new? Mm. Catalina, we did that uh, submarine. That yeah, half, that was cool. submarine thing. Yes, yeah, so that was... was- not last weekend, but the weekend, weekend before. before. Well, we looked at some real estate and some new places. Too. Yeah, that that was new. Tried that. We yeah. tried that new Thai place there, or not? It was new to us. Yeah. It's not new to them, but we tried Thai food there. It wasn't yeah. Thai. It was Asian food, Asian and I mean Fusion that. In they had orange chicken, they had pad Thai, and then they also had curry. curry. So yeah. Asian that food. counts something new. Mm-hmm. Who do you sometimes compare yourself to? A lot of people. <laughs> Who's the um, first that comes? When I ask these questions, I want to hear immediately the first thing that comes to mind. Joe Rogan. Oh, I compare myself to you. Oh. And like where you were at my point in life and where I'm at all the time. I compare myself to Graham as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many other people watch it. That was literally, as I, as I like read this question online, I was like, Graham, that was the first thing I thought. Oh, I'm glad I'm not alone in that because I felt really embarrassed to say that. Oh, no, I, I all the time. And it, it's, it's, I don't think it's that healthy because I think I'm doing enough in my life, but I feel bad if I'm not. Yes. <laughs> like this, okay, so, so for example, this morning, okay, Grant, I work easily eight hours a day. Like I usually start working late and then work really late into the night. Mm-hmm. But this morning I wanted to go surfing. 
So I went surfing. But when I was surfing, I got so anxious in the water <laughs> because That's I was like, hilarious. oh my God, oh my God, what if Graham texts me? Like, it, it's, it, it could be nine o'clock <laughs> and that could be when the video's posting today. What if I'm not there? What if he needs something? Like, I was so anxious. I was like, how could I even be surfing? It is Tuesday. <laughs> it's a work day. Yeah, it's, it's a work Tuesday day, man. It's a work day. But still, like, I didn't start, like, working until, like, 10.30, but I'm going to work easily until, like, I don't know, 9.30 it's tonight. It's a work day, man. You're not doing enough, Jack. Do you think that you ask enough questions or do you settle with what you know? I ask too many questions. I ask so many questions. It annoys people. So, no. That's good. I think that's healthy to be curious and to have wonder. I think I ask the right amount of questions. Grant's <laughs> <laughs> just perfect. Is that, I don't, is I don't ask questions unless something doesn't make sense. So I, I ask questions if I need to know something and if not, then I won't ask a question. And why do you not ask the question? Because you already know the answer. Is it right. or do you? Is it because you just don't care about it? Could be either or. Yeah. Is that what you do with me? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, but sometimes even if I do understand, sometimes I've noticed too. People feel really good if you're talking to them. If, for example, you go on a date with somebody mm-hmm. and they're telling you a story, don't obnoxiously do this but kind of interrupt their story with questions in relation to something they said earlier and it will really make them feel like you're listening. So sometimes even at work, when I understand what they're asking of me, I'll kind of ask, so you mean this and this and this? And then they know I listened. Mm. So sometimes you can kind of use that. That's charisma on command stuff right there. Yeah, some life hack. What was your free stock that you got from Weevil? Oh, some $2 stock. I don't know. Wait, you get free stocks from Weevil? Yeah. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, Weevil. Wow. I was thinking Robin Hood. I got a no. Robin Hood one earlier. Yeah, you get a free stock with Weevil. Minimum value $8. They upped the ante? They did. <laughs> the maximum is now 1600 My two free stocks got me $12. Wow. That's a 12% return on your $100 yeah. investment. That's yeah. true. So would you say that was a good investment to make? 12% I don't return? know. My Robinhood link has gotten me a lot more socks than the Weeble one. Yeah, but Weeble has the minimum value of $8, so yeah. that, that's that's the bonus of that. Yeah. Well, Robinhood will give you a stock that has a value. A value. A value. Broad range, no minimum. <laughs> what does your joy look like today? Where do you get your joy from today? An event? Conversation? Wait, just today? Yeah, exactly today. What does your joy look like today? Wait, what? I don't really understand, to be honest. I don't know what like, that means. Like, what this term... I, what oh. does joy look like today? Like, like was, what was something that was joyful today? Like, or? one specific instance in your day that you were grateful for. Graham yes. came in to have lunch with me, as he usually does, but on a salad. But I was in a meeting, and so but he, so he had to leave. But it was really cute, because he was very excited to come in with his salad and his fork to sit with me on the bed while mm-hmm. I... Because I work from the bed. Um, oops. Because I work from the bed, so he was all excited to come in there, and that made me feel really good that he was so excited to come in and hang out with me. That's cute. Yeah, also, took a nice Ramsey break, likes yeah. to hang out with me. He goes, I have this, he has a cage that Graham got him mm-hmm. as a kitten, but it's probably the size for a small dog, not a small cat. So I've taken it, and I've put a blanket over it, and so Ramsey likes to go in there and hang out. I don't know what he does, because most of the time I look at him, he's not sleeping, but he will come in there and they'll come out and kind of say hi. And I think it's cute. And he likes to just go in there and hang out with me. That's that's good as well. Mm-hmm. 
Very joyous. Mm-hmm. Graham? Uh, took, took a break this afternoon for a little bit. That was nice. Um, the walk that we did? After the walk. At, not the walk. Itself. Not the walk. The walk was nice, <laughs> but it was so smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, His break was showering after the walk before yeah, he had to go walk. film. Yeah. And today was a stressful day. Today wasn't... Uh, couldn't plan a video today, so. <laughs> nice to know you had no joy today. <laughs> Moving on. All right, yeah, no, no joy today. <laughs> I found joy today. I was going to say surfing, but I was so anxious and stressed during surfing that I did not enjoy it very much. My moment of joy, I swear to God, yeah. was when I got out of surfing and I got to my car and I looked at my phone and I didn't have a text from Grandma. Oh, <laughs> it, wow. It, it was, no, I, I, I would have been okay if you texted me like, hey, man, how's it going? But like, I, I was so scared the entire time you, would, you were going to text me like, hey, man, it's 9 a.m. The video is posting. Where are you? Or like something like that. I was so scared. And that, like literally euphoria oh my god like the fact that i wasn't oh my gosh by the way never mitigate whatever you're gonna say to me i want to hear it yeah i should i should have just as a joke see but but i don't want to but i don't want to do that you you, you did it today what do you mean you did it like an hour ago oh yeah when i walked down the jet i'm like where are you like we're all waiting for the podcast why why because he told me to let him know 30 minutes before so he could shower i'm like dude what like i've been trying to call you he's like oh yeah. It's funny. Graham likes to scare me. <laughs> I try to scare Graham. Never works. Yeah, you got to figure out your towels. Yeah. I can I can only manage to hide my towels for about five to ten seconds. So if I'm going to trick him, I need to do it in the five to ten seconds. Because mm. otherwise I start cracking up. It's yeah. possible. You just got to figure out what your towel is. Yeah. I really like this question. Um, are you worried about doing things right or doing the right things? Doing things right. I want to say both, but this is a... Either or. Um, I think doing the right things. I think that kind of ties into the other one, doing things right. If you're doing the right thing, then you're doing things right. I kind of, I I could have figured that you would have picked doing things right and Mm -hmm. doing the right things, just based off of what I know you guys. Mm -hmm. What would you say would be mine? Doing things right. Doing the right things. Really? Yeah. Doing things right, I get a lot of happiness out of it. Yeah. But I, like I said, I always feel like, I, I I feel like I'm inadequate. So even if I do it right, I never mm-hmm. feel like I did it right. So I don't get a lot of happiness from yeah. doing things right. I will always try to do things right, but even if I do, it doesn't grant me that much happiness. Okay. What grants me happiness is knowing that I did the right thing because I think that is right. Doing things right, in my opinion, is doing the right things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I also find that I find I get way more upset when I don't feel I've done the right thing. I would agree. At that I, Sometimes I get so angry. There's been times I have definitely done what I thought was right in the moment and maybe it wasn't correct. I have called people on their BS. I have quite literally called on that on behalf of friends because that's what I thought was right in the moment and maybe it wasn't then. But I don't regret it because I think I would have been more upset with myself for not doing or saying anything. That makes sense. (laughs) Cool. All right. All right. You want to give us the outro? Yeah. Thank you all so very much for tuning into this 18th ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour. We really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, follow all of our Instagram accounts. I don't have a PNG for your account, but I will yeah. include it first line of the description. Perfect. So, cool. Yeah. Like, subscribe, Instagrams, Weeble. Weeble, what's what's their deal? You get a free stock, Weeble, and we got to take the thumbnail. So what we should do is probably just um, pretend we're You're looking. You're still in the middle of. I know. 
Oh, okay. Got to do like a. And let's see, get really close. So, right. with that said, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, yeah. Let's turn this off. <laughs>